This podcast is presented by Rabbi Peretz Muchkin, speaking to the millennial generation. In this episode, I talk about Hanukkah, how this year we could use the Hanukkah message more than maybe any year since the original Hanukkah. And in order to help you find a little bit of depth for Hanukkah and COVID and 2020, I gave a little short meditation for each night to light with your candles. So have a happy Hanukkah. Give yourself the give of love and light and see yourself as somebody who can transform the world. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Rabbi Parrots podcast. Hanukkah is here and we need it this year. See, every element of life could be deepened. You can make every part of your life more meaningful. Like imagine you have this vision for the space you live in, for the place you rest your head at night, how every part of that room is curated. Everything you have has meaning and a story and something unique to you. And it all represents by the door space that you walk in and out of. Jewish people put a mezuzah on that door to remind us each and every time we walk from our private domain to the public domain, uh, we are able to see this transformative space. The private domain is sacred. This is where I nurture myself. The public domain, well, that is where the struggle happens. Man, it is troubling times when the struggle from the outside enters the inside. We have enough struggle just to make our space sacred and to find meaning in each detail and to build a beautiful place to rest our heads and nurture ourselves. But when the outside world and its struggle enters our private domain, we need something deeper, something more special to remind us of what we can do with ourselves. I mentioned the mezuzah because what's unique about the mezuzah is reminding us that there's such a difference between space, between one domain and another domain. In my home, we put a mezuzah on every single door. One of the most beautiful things I get to do in my community is put up mezuzahs for people when they move to town. Now comes the darkest nights of the year. And this year it's dark. It's December. It's dark. Maybe it's just California cold and dark. Maybe it's New York icy cold. But the reality is we're in December, it's long nights after a long year, we're nine, 10 months into quite a difficult time where we've been locked up again and again and again. And the outside tumult, the outside world, its struggle has entered our private domains. It's come into our space. You know, it's hard enough to live life and be a good person and to have intention and depth and meaning. Can we really handle the big dark struggle of the outside world? Well, this is something that your ancestors faced 2,200 years ago. The Jewish people had faced many difficulties up until that point, but now they faced a new difficulty, one where they were under foreign rule, and it went pretty good for a while. They felt pretty comfortable with themselves after all, just a little bit of taxes to keep the ball rolling. But then, then the ideology changed. Now, the darkness and struggle of the outside world was about the private domain, It was about what you're doing with your own self. You could no more say, I'm just doing my own thing. Now you couldn't be a Jew on your own. You couldn't make your own space vibrant and sacred. That was the challenge of the Hanukkah story. So what did they do? What did they do to celebrate this? What did they do to highlight this incredible challenge of the Hanukkah miracle? Well, they actually didn't focus on the miraculous nature of the war, fighting off their oppressors, regaining their freedom. No, They didn't think about, well, we weren't able to be this person. We can now be whoever we want. No, that wasn't it. What they did was they added a menorah 
to go on the opposite side of the mezuzah, where the mezuzah was all about what I'm doing privately in my own home. The menorah was about my mission, what I would do in the outside world. The menorah, or as they say in Israel, the Hanukkah, was there to remind us of the mission that when we leave our private space, all the nurturing, all the warmth, all the holistic value and intention we put into being in a private space was all about that when we come to the outside world, we illuminate it, we bring light to it. And in fact, we shine way brighter when we bring that to the outside world than just staying at home. Just like the fire of the candle or the oil that's being lit for the menorah, the inner part holding onto the wick, well, it's beautiful, but that's dark light. What does dark light means? It's really light for myself. It's just enough light for me. But the outer flame, the one that's out there in the world, is a bright luminescence, is one where many people or the world can become a brighter place. And this is the meaning of the Hanukkah and why we celebrate that versus the actual story of Hanukkah. The real story we celebrate is being able to dig our heels in, no matter what comes, to do our mission of bringing brightness and light to the world. So we do this for eight nights because eight represents the transcendence of nature. In other words, no matter what would be brought to us and no matter what challenges we would face, we would be able to reach back and find a message that could take us out of our challenge and take us back to our mission of bringing light to every scenario. So I'd like to share with you a thought that you can accompany with you in each night of lighting the menorah. Each light has its own number. The first night we start with one, the second night two, all the way till eight. And each number has its own message to remind us of the depth of lighting the menorah and what's it all about. You see, even when we had a temple and we lit a menorah as a ritual in the temple, it wasn't about bringing light. It was about the idea that everything emanates light. But by bringing the Hanukkah, the menorah, to your home, the message now became that we individually emanate light and are here to make the world a more beautiful place. So let me tell you how that works. You light your menorah. You put up your first candle for the first night. There are three blessings that are said. They're all about the idea of being present, thinking about the past, and thinking about the future. And as you light the first candle, you think about the number one. One means just getting something started. It is so hard to see yourself as being transformed. But night one, we don't think about transformation. We think about the first step on a long road of growth. And in order for us to realize that, we can think about the first night of Hanukkah, the first time they lit the menorah. It wasn't a miraculous night. In fact, they were still dealing with the wreckage of the wars and the wreckage of not being able to be free people and struggling with being cooped up in a difficult scenario. And they found only one cruise, one jug of oil, something small. And they said, let's not save this for a special occasion. We found it today. Let us make it light today. Let us light it right now. And let us just for at least now remind ourselves and be inspired about that it takes intentional light to begin the journey of repairing the challenges and facing a future where we are called to illuminate even though we have traumas and difficulties that we face. So when we light the first candle, the first night of Hanukkah, we think about this incredible ability to take one step and we take incredible inspiration from the first time they ever lit the menorah. They were not expecting anything unique to come out of this experience only for it to just happen. At least tonight will be beautiful. When you're able to have that, man, you can start trusting that things could really come together. 
we are an incredible time and space where maybe the first night of Hanukkah is the most important night of Hanukkah because the first night, and by the way, this is any night you choose to begin lighting the menorah is night number one for you. It's the beginning of the journey of seeing yourself as somebody who is there to illuminate the world. The second night you light it, now you have two candles. When you have two lights, you think about the duality, the challenges of life, your light versus other light. But we are reminded that there's actually infinite ability to have more light. One light does not get tired when another light is lit by it. It comes to it. We light the second candle first this time, and we work our way back to the first night because the second message is even stronger than the first. No more could we see ourselves as beginning a journey. We are already on the journey, and the journey brings duality. It brings challenges, but with duality becomes thought. When you are faced with confrontation, what you can do is think deeply about what it is you're here for. What do you bring to the table? What is unique about yourself? Sit with your second candle. Think about the uniqueness of yourself versus the world outside of you. Think about leaving one domain to come to a new domain, and you'll realize you're already on the journey. You are already bringing light, because when you light the menorah, what you are bringing with you is all the good deeds you have ever done. Night number three is here. You are on to something. Three represents the pressure points that are able to hold up a foundation. Three is when things are substantial. You've already made an impact. You are already doing what you believe in. Three is when we know that there is a partnership, but there is also harmony. There is not just duality, but there is cohesion, the ability for things to connect and feed off one another. What an incredible night, night three is. It substantiates that Hanukkah is here. The miracle is lasting. Maybe the first night they weren't expecting a miracle. Maybe even non night number two they said, you know, it's pretty cool that this thing is lit for 48 hours. But by night number three, they knew something was up. They knew they were on to something. This represents being able to break some bad habits. When you first need to break a bad habit, when you need to quit something that is not working for you, you need to release yourself, the first two portions of it are challenging. But when you enter the third phase, that known as the third day, you already feel like we're on to something. We have made progress. This is utmost necessary in order to see ourselves as a vessel for energy in our homes and being nurtured and the ability to bring light and illumination to the world outside of us. Day three is everything in that matter. Every Tuesday is a third day. Every Tuesday you can bring this in with you. But one thing's for sure on Hanukkah is that the third day of Hanukkah already represents that the holidays take an effect. The miracle is already happening. Now just try to think about the good things that are happening to you in your life. What are the great things that have already taken root? They're sitting there and waiting for you to be inspired by and to take it with you and to move it forward. Day number four, where half of the menorah is already lit. Half, half can always feel challenging because we're conditioned to be like half full. I want more. This is not what my goal was. My expectations were not to have half of what I want. I want more. But the reality is, is half is everything because you can only do half of all the work that you want to in your life. Your goals are half your own and half the world outside of you that you must get along with, that you must make things work. If you are lighting the menorah on the fourth night, you've already done half the work, which is all the work. You've already done what you could to put yourself in position for success. Half of life is being able to see that I only do half of the project and the world outside completes me. So I think about the people I love in my life. 
they, they complete me. I think about the friends and relationships. Night number four is where I look at the menorah half full and I think about the other half that fills up the rest of my cup. The people, the relationships, the good deeds, the actions I've taken. I'm inspired by the life I'm living, the good parts there. Bring to the forefront the good things. And even if only you know about the good things or only you feel inspired, don't worry that they're not being taken notice. The world notices. The menorah notices. The illuminating light it has on the world feels it. Night number five. We have now tipped the scale. We are surely in uncharted territory. We have a fistful of energy. We are mighty and filled with the intention that our illumination of the world is real, that we are out here making a difference. The number five representing the whole hand represents our ability to take charge and be able to see ourselves as this new force of illumination, as somebody who brings goodness and kindness and light to the world. Night number six is here. Six, who could have thought we got this far? Six represents emotional maturity. When you begin your life, it's so much about yourself and so little about who you're becoming. But at night number six, we think about who we've become on this incredible journey, what we've done to get to this point. Wow, what an incredible place to be at night six. Night six is where I can see the growth and how it has a positive effect on my relationships. It has a positive effect on my actions, and it even has a positive effect on my thoughts. Thoughts is where the war starts from. At night number six, I realize that my thoughts have changed. By each night being able to work on myself and bring illumination, my thoughts now are more positive. I am uplifted. I am spirited. Night seven is upon us, representing a week cycle. Imagine having a great week where each day was lived with intention and illumination. Where would we be? Well, we'd be at Shabbat. We'd be at a day where we could rest. Rest? We're not resting from life. We are just resting from the external things. We're becoming deeper. We see nature as a holistic, singular entity, a part that we are one with, a oneness that we are a part of, and we are able to see this beauty and be excited by it and inspired by it. Day seven is the day when the menorah reaches there where we're like, wow, it's not a miracle. It's just nature. Nature is miraculous. The ability to be part of this world. I'm not feeling great. Get sunlight in your face. I'm not thinking straight. Go for a walk. Watch the incredible gift of nature change the focus of your attention. Wow, what a day to be in. But that's not enough. That's not where the miracle happens. The miracle happens at day eight. I finish the natural cycle. And now I realize that I am the engine of the cycle. Eight represents transcendence, the ability to be beyond nature. Human beings don't just see themselves as nature. They see beyond it. And that is where our power to illuminate comes from. Our power to illuminate doesn't come from the first seven days. We thought it did because it seemed miraculous. But once you've done the journey of finding health or finding joy or finding complacency even and realizing that your life is good and who you are is good enough, you realize that that is all coming from the transcendent part of you. That's not coming from nature. That's coming from the spark of divine spirit that you have that propels you to infuse nature with love and kindness and harmony. No more can I see the world as a jungle and darkness. I see the world as a garden, one where I bring harmony and beauty to, and that my essence has always the ability to bring light to the world. And then I think about, how have I been lighting these candles? I've been lighting them from a shamash. A shamash means the center candle 
that although it's not part of the ceremony and I only use it to light the other lights, it's actually the light within me, that transcendent spark within me that is always alive. Every good deed that I've ever done, every good thought that I've ever had, every moment that's transpired that was positive can all be galvanized and seen as an inner light that is always flickering, that the bad, dark, negative parts of the universe could never molest, could never hurt, and could never be compromised. It is always there to draw from and to bring light to your menorah and to the world. This year, don't do the menorah like you've done it every year. This is not a time to think about commercialism and gifts. The gift is you, and the gift you have is the ability to bring light and illumination to the world around you. Be inspired by your ancestors because you are an ancestor. You are starting something beautiful, something transcendent, and it all begins with lighting the menorah. Happy Hanukkah. You want more? Tune into Instagram every night. I'm going to spend more time on each night and try to share with you thoughts on what this is. I'm fired up. In just a couple of hours, I'm going to be lighting with my children, and I just can't wait to teach them the secrets of illuminating the world. Happy Hanukkah. Shem Tari Tzih Aliyah Dih 